Welcome to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success. So you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. Today, I am going to talk about fail fast, learn quick. Now, hyperachievers are often very focused on the big goal, the big stuff, going big. They're looking to to move their career forward, get that next promotion, or become business leader of the year, five years in a row if they can. Or if it's in sports, to, to run faster, lift heavier, to go big. They're all in. It's all in or nothing. And I see this a lot in hyperachievers. And, and even with the four keys, when we're trying to find balance across the business, body, relationships, and mindset, they're all in on each key. It's like they're just committed to going big and everything. And that's not what it's about. What it's about is looking at the details. It's about getting feedback, a feedback loop, so that we know that we're not missing opportunities to grow and to develop. Now, I'm all for going big. I think going big is important. Have a big vision. Make it big and be even be deluded about what you can achieve. It should scare you, your vision, whether it's a 12-month vision or a three-year vision. And we've been doing this on the, on the workshop. Those that, If you're watching this and you're on the workshop, the free workshop that we run every month, you know, we've been doing this. We've been looking at that big vision. It's emotive. It should stimulate dopamine in the brain and get you excited. But then we have to also have to look at the 90-day targets. And the thing with 90-day targets, they've got to have 30-day benchmarks and 60-day benchmarks. And, and then that 90-day result, which is going to make the vision a reality. But at the same time, what is the feedback loop? What is the opportunity to learn so we don't sp- miss the opportunities and, and stay agile. I think it's kind of agile talk. I think even fail fast, learn quick is kind of agile language, that agile methodology. So what is your process for doing that? What is the process you put in place so that you get that feedback loop, so that you're seeing the opportunities uh, to improve, so the, the gaps, but also the wins? You know, those details make a difference and they make sure that you're on the right path towards your vision, that you don't have to make a change or change your tactics. You're not just going all in and just going hell for leather, which can lead to overwhelm, can lead to burnout. You know, that adrenaline, that feeling of pushing yourself can absolutely get you somewhere. But when you arrive at your destination, you could be completely worn out, completely burnt out, and then you cannot do it again. You can't just keep going like that. So language I talked about in the four keys is slowing down to speed up failing fast, learning quick. What is your process? How do you manage that? How do you manage that feedback? Is it by yourself? Is it with a coach? Is it with your team to say, are we tracking? Are we doing the right things here? Are we learning from our wins? So we know what's working and where we can double down and also where the gaps are, where the areas for improvement, the opportunities to grow and be an even better version of yourself as a team, as a business to improve your health you know, health should be intuitive. It should, there should be a feedback loop. We shouldn't just be pushing our bodies. You know, again, I mentioned it earlier, but people that are all in on going big, often all in or nothing on the gym as well. So it's like, you know, unless I can just really push, push ourselves, what's the point in doing it? And let, little and often, less is more, I believe, 
through hard learned lessons, particularly when it comes to training, that we don't have to be just maxing it out, pushing ourselves in a gym, leaving everything in the gym because we need that stuff for the office and for our teams and for our family. We need that reserve. We can't just leave everything out there. So that ability to kind of get feedback, to see how your body's feeling, not to feel guilty because you're going to take a day off the gym or take a day off work, you know, just really starting to get a sense of what's going on. And that's mindfulness, you know, slowing it down every week or every morning, practicing that mindfulness. So you start to notice things. You start to experience life in a different way. You start to notice what's going on in your body, in your mind, the way you feel, whether to push yourself a little bit harder or, or hold it back for a day because you need that reserve. One of the values I talk about a lot is always be ready. Choose to do things today that others won't so that you can achieve things tomorrow that others can't. No idea where that came from, but I've heard Mark Devine talk about it. He was a guest on my podcast and he uses it a lot. And he's a great guy. He's got a, the whole kind of Navy SEAL approach. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. You should check him out. So I hope that was useful. Let me know in the comments, what are you doing to slow it down, to, to make sure that you've got a feedback loop so that you can celebrate your wins, acknowledge what you're doing well, the details, understand, identify the details that are helping you win, but also where the gaps are, that you're not missing opportunity, you're not going 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction because it's a long way back you're better off taking a few steps in the right direction than 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction and having to do a u-turn start again let me know what you think on that one so now i'm going to go to the questions we've got some questions coming in so let me just get these up more insights today so i'm going to be sharing insights less questions so let's what see what people are saying Stuart biggs thank you so much for sharing your insight he talks about, and this is all about scaling without burnout, right? So operating in the red zone, he likes to call it. He says is fun. Operating in the red zone is fun. I, I think what he's talking about there is that, that pushing it to the limit. You know, if you think green, amber, red, anyone that's done orange theory and pushed themselves in a gym, you know what I mean by that. So as he calls it, it's actually fun and can be good for you. And I've talked about this, you know, that stress, that tension can actually be good for you. And he says, as long as you do it for a few weeks. However, if you get into a routine of operating in a red zone daily, you will burn out in six months or so. So I really like that analogy. You know, again, we can't be all in on everything uh, all the time. So he says he tries to operate at around 70% of his capacity daily to avoid burning out and planning in three to six daily tasks, which take up 60% of his day. This is great advice. Uh, and thus leaving him reactive for 40% of the day. I'd love to know how you how you measure that instruction. I guess it's probably quite intuitive. I'd love to know from you, Stuart, how you do that. Maybe put that in the comments. Um, but I really like the advice about not being in the red zone all the time and operating around 70%. For me, that is the always ready value. You know, you've always got that reserve, particularly when you need it to go a little bit more aggressively. So thank you for that, Stuart. Thank you for sharing that. Kelly Robinson. He says, always, without fail, take one day a week where the laptop does not get charged, uh, touched, sorry, does not get touched. So does that include seven days a week? I'd love to know, Kelly, on that one. Is that seven out of seven or is it out of five, five working days? Someone asked me this actually about work-life balance, you know, what I thought of the four-day week. I think for employees, wonderful. Give them three days. They could be more productive in four days. If you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, you know, my wife and I, we work seven days a week. We have you know, two children in the home, 
it's just a reality. And, but we're not working 14 hours every day. We might do an hour here or two hours here or switch it up a little bit. We make it work. For me, that is what balance is as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. So thank you, Kelly, for sharing that. Rebecca, I love Rebecca's input here. She says she's got a strong opinion of this and I'm going to share this. So she thinks the biggest consideration of burnout is learning the, the warning signs, you know, identifying the warning signs. She says, high achievers are renowned for being independent, hardworking, and on and off the job, i.e. think time isn't the same as office time. So that ability to switch on and off. They are single-mindedly determined. Duracell Bunny is the image that comes to mind. So anyone that's familiar with the advert for Duracell Bunny, you know, that keeps going and going and going. So she says, I would strongly recommend that individuals have a career or mental health buddy. Love that. You know, someone that you can that can keep you accountable. So whether that's a, a, a career coach, mental health buddy, mentor of some sort, I think it's a really good idea. Or at the very least, do their mental filing, I think that is, and and learn their ammo. I think that is kind of mode of opera, operation. Anyway, so learn their ammo. She says, for me, the warning signs are that her plants die when she's burning out due to over or under watering. So that's a signal. Uh, she can't listen to music. She's not social, struggles to sleep. If those aren't acknowledged, I lose my voice. So these are really good insights and practical tools for you to think about. You know, if you stop watering your plants, it's a good sign. You forgot to do it. She says, that I also felt it should be every MDs or senior manager who is responsible for staff to be insightful regarding their staff. I, I agree. I talk about this a lot. As leaders, we have a responsibility to create that environment. You know, I've shared the data that 20% more people die in the early hours of a Monday morning brought on by stress and anxiety and fear of facing work. And, you know, and there are a number of things, health ailments and drinking over the weekend to mask the stress. This is the study that was done in Glasgow at Glasgow University. If you want the link, I'll send it to you. So thank you for that. Thank you very much, Rebecca, for sharing that. Nawaki, Nawaki, I'm hoping I pronounced that right. He talks about his faith when it comes to managing burnout. So he says that his advice is actually based on his belief and faith. He says he is a Christian and he has shaped his professional and personal life around his Christian beliefs. It may not resonate with many people and he understands that, but it has helped him avoid burnout. I, I think it's really important to share that, whether it's Christian beliefs or any type of faith, you know, faith in ourselves, a set of values. I talk about do the work, no excuses. Always be ready and speak your truth. These are the four kind of things that I talk about as far as values are concerned. And that's what keeps me on track. That's kind of, I have faith in that. I have faith in the four keys. I have, you know, I'm not saying it's a religion in any type, you know, I'm not trying to create a cult here, but that keeps me on track, keeps me focused. I'm, I'm purpose driven. I want to serve. So I think there is something in that that stops us from, from getting burnt out. When it becomes all about ourselves and we're in survival mode, we're in fight flight, then that's when the problems arise. So thank you, Nawaki, for sharing that. Hope I pronounced your name right. Let me know. So there's a question here on LinkedIn. Let's see. Challenging question. What is your process for failing fast and learning quick? So it says, for me, it has been the 90-day reset. So you've familiar with the 90-day reset, consistently managing the four keys and being made accountable by peers. Yeah, I think that's probably Krish who's in the mastermind, the four keys mastermind. Thank you for sharing that, Krish. And yeah, same for me, you know, showing up daily, 
for for you guys. That's that's important. And and just having a team around me that can challenge me to say, are we moving in the right direction? So having 90-day targets, as I said, six-day targets, 30-day targets, weekly reviews, for me, really important. We meet obviously every week at, on a Wednesday in the mastermind and we share where how we're getting on. And that keeps me on track. I hope that was useful. Let me know your process for failing fast, learning quick. Put it in the comments. If you are picking up the replay, let me know. Or you can subscribe to the YouTube channel or iTunes. You can pick up the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. So subscribe. Uh, Let me know what you think. And I'll see you soon. Stay well. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsilito.com.